morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 249 of Dude and a Monkey. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I am joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. Indeed, Lee. And this week on the show, uh, we've got a bit of a triple banger for you, actually. So, we're going to be taking a look at the Monsters vs. Robots smash em up that is Pacific Rim Uprising. Uh, we're gonna be having a look at um, Unsane, the Steven Soderbergh psychological thriller. Don't call it horror, how dare you? Um, <laughs> and uh, new to Amazon Prime, randomly in the UK, quite early. Uh, the George Clooney directed uh, apparent misfire from last year, Suburbicon. We'll, we'll see what we thought about it. Um, Noel was going to join us, but. Unfortunately, he wasn't able to get to the cinema. But to be fair, he has been busy. The second episode of Adventures in VHS 2 launched today as we record. Um, yep. It is the first part of his Transformers Spectacular. And um, <laughs> it looks like... His it was, purpose. <laughs> yeah, his, his purpose in life. Um, you know, the guy's written a book, but this is his purpose in life and good on him. Um, and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, give it a listen. Adventures in VHS 2. That's T-O-O. Um, so, uh, anything been happening at all this week? I, I, not that I've noticed, to be honest. No, it seems to have been a bit of a, a, bit of a quiet week. You've got the, the usual people getting their um, panties in a wad um, of the week. Seems to have been... Um, Isle of Dogs, which we'll be reviewing next week. Uh, so there's there's been that, but that kind of seems to have blustered itself out a little bit. And you no, know, people seem to have there seems to have not been too too kind of too much going on really this week. It seems to be a bit of a we've had a bit of a break from it all, haven't we? <laughs> indeed, indeed. Um, okay, cool. So, well, let's uh, let's just get on then. Um, trailers. What what have you been uh, what have you been uh, looking at, man? Well, there's the uh, new Deadpool trailer obviously came out, so uh, that's it, it's one of those where it, it's. I, I'm at the point where I'm like, do you know what? Y- you've got me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of don't. I kind of don't want to see any more of it any now. I, I, I kind of just want it to, to be out uh, now, so I can go go and watch it. Really. Yeah, yeah, too right. Um, yeah, just looks like it's going to be a lot of fun, really, doesn't it? <laughs> That's that's it. Um, you know, there was I saw some some things coming out saying that the uh, early test screenings were a little bit negative, and then mm-hmm. the guys came out and said, um, "Okay, that's news to us. Where's that come from?" Yeah, and then all those news outlets came out and said, "Oh, actually, um, well, well, you know, actually, it's been quite positive, oh, but maybe it's been negative." And they're going, "Huh? Okay. Do you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> Just go watch it." <laughs> which seems to be the Deadpool thing is, look, if we're going to watch it, go watch it. If you don't, don't. <laughs> we, mm. We've already made all the fucking money on the previous one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite, quite. Um, um, what else has there been? Uh, tag the um, Jeremy Renner, Ed Helms, um, Jake Johnson, uh, what's it, Josh Ham tag movie. <laughs> yeah, that noted comedian... Jeremy Renner. Yep. It's weird. It, it is weird. But do you know what? I'm looking at it going, 
if that's a quiet week, I'm actually I'm actually quite up for that. Yeah, that one kind of feels like it might be the one big release on a week during the World Cup. Yeah, it, it could be. Do you know what? Even if there's something else big released that week, I'm probably still going to go and see Tag as well because I'm looking at it going, I think I might quite enjoy that. <laughs> on a pure stupidity level. Yeah, yeah. We'll... We'll see, eh? We'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see. I'm not convinced. Uh, well, that, that's one of those things. It's, it's yeah, it's... It, 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 for some reason, it just kind of appeals to me. The fact that it's based on a true story as well is is kind of piquing my interest a little bit. Yeah, that's... that's, that's fun. I mean, obviously, there's. I, I, I think there's going to be some fucking huge... Oh, yeah. Diversions yeah, there's, there's, there's taken huge, from, uh, from the, yeah. the true story, I But... Yeah, yeah. I it, I don't know. It's it, that that. Yeah, I I I. It just I, the Jeremy Renner. Why? Like it's. I, I'm I'm assuming the rest of them are going to be the main focus, and he's very much in the and. So they're just going to be kind of chasing him throughout pretty much the whole thing. Yeah. He's just going to pop up every now and That's, then. Yeah, I think I think that that looks pretty much what it's going to be like. Yeah. Uh, what else did I catch? Oh, the uh, the spy who dumped me. Oh, I yes, I saw that as well. Yeah, that looks fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, it's not not looking amazing. It's not looking amazing. Yeah. No, mm. it's it, it's it's firmly kind of stamping down now for me a little bit like the, ha huh, right. So I really liked Kate McKinnon in Ghostbusters, but then in pretty much everything else, she's seeming incredibly one note. <laughs> I just thought she was Christian Bale to start off with, and I was like, "Is this some sort of weird bad mom spin-off or something?" And then, <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that I'd watch this. Yeah, and I won't. Yeah. yeah. Odd one. Uh, That's an odd one. It, that it is an odd one. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I don't think there's been anything else I've caught. No, I think that's about it. Yeah, I. Um... Let me have a look now. Trailer for Superfly which is directed by, I shit you not, Director X, um, who's done music videos for, like, Rihanna and Drake and whatnot. Um, All right. And, yeah, it looks... The tagline is, redefine the hustle. It's like, don't fucking look at it. It looks like every single other one of these fucking films that, that, you know, great, redefine the fuck off. Um, So, (laughs) there's that. And, uh, yeah, also the house with a clock in its walls. Yeah, I, I saw the, that, that, that there was a trailer for that, but then didn't watch it. Yeah. Um, Eli Roth made an, an Amblin Entertainment kids horror film. Is that from Eli? Is that Eli Roth? It's Eli Roth, written by the guy who created Supernatural on TV, and it's an Amblin film. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's. I see. I'm now. I'm actually vaguely interested. It, now. It, to be honest, it looks like it could be quite fun. Like it. Yeah. I'm. I'm a little bit up for it. To be honest, and you know, right. fair play. Eli Roth's getting the fucking work in, isn't he? Um, yeah, because it, it, it's it's one of those weird ones where he's not actually directed as many movies as you'd think he has. Um, to say that 
what Cabin Fever was 2002. You know, well, he's getting on for what 16, 17 years, and he's, he's not done that many movies really he did, and then he's got two out in a year yeah I mean he did Hostel and Hostel Part 2 and then there was kind of just a period for a few years there where he thought he was hot shit and then he started producing mm. like he did that he fucking produced that fucking awful um, Aftershock was it oh uh, yeah like awful yeah. fucking film um, and, and yeah like he's just been kind of popping up and what I mean like the Death Wish remake, and now a kid's horror film. Mm. Which is an ambling one, so I'm assuming Spielberg's got an executive producer credit at the very least. You'd uh, think, wouldn't you? Well, I know that um, the Death Wish remake, it's it's still credited as being written by Joe Carnahan, isn't it? Yeah, he's, he's uh, disowned it, though, hasn't he? Like, and he, he? He's basically come out and gone, look, do you know what? I took the fucking money. Yeah, I, I admit it. I took the fucking money. They offered me a shitload of money. I took them it, gave them my script. They're still putting my name on it, but that is not my fucking script. Yeah, yeah. Which, to be fair, well, at least at least he's on his hand for going took the fucking money. I don't know. We'll 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 see on that. I, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be good. But I, I, I also I, I get a feeling it's not going to be the worst film of the year either. I get I, I get a feeling it's not the worst film of the year but I also get the feeling that it's it's kind of landed at exactly the wrong time yeah I mean oh, well fuck man yeah I, I don't yeah. I, yeah sometimes sometimes movies just 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 come out where you, where you go shh, shh, just go away just go away and come back out in a, it could be like six months and you might be alright to come out then but yeah. for now just, just go away yeah that's it isn't it um Okay, so uh, I think that's about it, actually. So what, what, what do you want to start yeah. with, review-wise? Well, I, I actually, uh, as of 11 o'clock this morning, I, I hadn't seen any of these movies. Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ, that's so a I day. I have fucking triple-bangered them today. That is a yeah. day. I went to the cinema at half past two today. Wow. Um, and I got home at ten past seven, did Pacific Rim and Unsaved back-to-back. Literally walked out one and walked in the fucking other. Boosh. And uh, I fucking loved it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, okay. Um, let's, 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 let's do one scene. Oh, what? You think you're too good to talk to me now, Allison? Oh, my name's not Allison, but yeah. Yeah, I am too good to talk to you. Hey, bitch. Listen, when you fall asleep, I'm going to cut your hair off. All of your hair. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. With what? They let you anywhere near shop objects? I doubt that very much. Oh, God, you're scaring me to death, you f- mental patient. <laughs> I'll be thinking about you when I'm back in my own bed, in my own house, getting ready to go to my own job. So, Unsane is directed by Steven Soderbergh and stars Claire Foy, uh, Joshua Leonard and Jay Farrow. Oh, and Amy Irving. Um, <coughs> so, um, Claire Foy stars as the interestingly named woman whose name I can't remember. Sawyer Valentini. So- Sawyer Valentini, that was it. Um, a woman who um, has moved to a new city, doesn't know anyone, 
Um, she's got a new job, seems to be doing well in it, even though her boss is kind of trying to make the moves on her. Um, but she has a bit of a secret, and that is that she is essentially running away from a stalker. Um, she goes to a psychiatrist one day and uh, admits to, at times, but not right now, having thoughts of harming herself. And uh, through the machinations of the American healthcare system, finds herself involuntarily committed with a week to spend in the um, psychiatric ward. Wouldn't you know it? Who finds her and starts working as a nurse there? Only the stalker, played by Joshua Leonard. Or is it? Um, All spoilers all the time. Mark, what do you think of Unsane? It's it's very um, it's very Soderbergh-y. Um Soderbergh's got he's got many kind of facets to, to, to what he does, and he does things like the Oceans movies and uh, Logan Lucky that we watched last year, and I think we both quite enjoyed, didn't we? Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. Um, so he's got those type things, but then he's also got things like um, this, the one that he did recently with um, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Rooney Mara. What was it called? Uh, side effects. Side effects, that. And then things that he does sort of on the side, so Haywire and bits like that. The ones where he seems to be artistically showing off is what I would would say. There's a, there's a, a hook to them usually. And the hook with this is it's all shot on um, an iPhone 7 Plus. Um, but I, I think don't think that actually takes anything away from it. I think that the story is still interesting enough and it's kind of got stuff to say about stuff, but then it's got this rap of this stalkery thing and is she insane is she not um personally i think she shows its hand way too early with that um and kind of takes that away from you a little bit and the performances are really good i think the story lets itself down sometimes but i think part of that is i, I think that sometimes Soderbergh just doesn't give a shit about stories sometimes but it is a little bit uncomfortable to watch it is quite um claustrophobic to watch the acting's really good and overall yeah yeah i, I quite quite enjoyed it if that if you can mean it by that it, it, it's interesting enough and it keeps you entertained enough throughout sags in the middle is what i'd say interesting i mean i yeah i i really really liked it i um the, the thing about it that I thought was quite interesting that unlike a lot of Zoderbergh's more kind of genre-y kind of element uh, like films, I actually thought it it had some shit to say, and that's mainly thanks to Claire Foy, who I think if this film was coming out at a certain time of the year, might be getting a little bit of awards buzz for this. Um, it's a really stellar, serious performance in a film which does indulge indulge more base genre tendencies at times. Um, I don't think it's perfect. Um, I yeah. The thing is, when it I because I see what you're saying about it showing its hand because it basically by like what the end of the first act, it's pretty much yeah. you you know he is there and she's not mad. Yeah. Um, but I I kind of don't. In a way, I think the marketing for the film was building that up as that's the mystery of this film. But 
it's actually a study in how women have to deal with with the world um both the world in general and also women with very specific history with stalkers um the one scene that kind of really really cemented that for me is the Matt Damon scene where mm. literally like he's basically got a monologue that goes on for a good few minutes about all the things that she has to do because some fucking creep decided to stalk her. So now she's got to do all this stuff to make sure that he doesn't get to her and doesn't infect her life through no fault of her own. She's got to do all this stuff. And I think the way that it presents her as this absolutely not perfect woman who is not mad, who is not hysterical, who who is just living a very, very traumatised life and not she, getting help that she needs, I think does, is really interesting. But the, her reactions to things sometimes are a little bit OTT. Once she gets into that, she immediately, she starts... She, she she goes from very quickly from zero to fucking ah really quickly the minute she's kind of in this really fucking granted weird situation but she doesn't sell herself that well she sells herself as being crazy quite fucking quickly well the the thing is they i think the reactions of the staff are pretty like do you know? Yeah, like, do you know how many calls the police get? No. Like from from people saying this like every day. No, you know, no one's coming. Um, I, 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 I don't know. I just, I didn't, I didn't, I don't see that actually. Like, in, in... Well, when she sees the guy for the first time, she starts literally starts freaking out. It's him. It's him. He's the, he's the star. She starts going like that, but she's not doing it in like a in like a terrified woman way she's doing it in, in an angry way she might have been better to have kind of gone hang on a minute i know this guy can you at least check can i speak to somebody because i because this guy isn't who he fucking says he is she acts very quickly like a crazy person um, in the same way as when she has the phone rather than going with the orderlies can you come and look at this can you come and look at this she just runs at them fucking at screaming they're going to react like that there's there's points where she could she could carry herself a little bit better to not fucking seem crazy. I don't. I the thing is, it's because it's because where she is that she seems crazy. I I don't know, man. No, I mean, no, like, if, if you're trying to show somebody something on a phone and you run at them screaming at it, whether you're in the middle of the fucking street, a restaurant, or in a mental hospital, you're gonna fucking seem crazy. <laughs> Well, you would. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I, if you I don't really, know. if you really, if you, if you're being rational, you look at it and you go, and she looks at it because she looks at it in quite a rational way. She pulls it out. She looks at it and goes, "Oh my god!" If she'd have just gone, "Can you look at this? Can you just look at this?" There, then it would be fine. But she doesn't. She jumps up and runs. She, she's just, which is weird because she, she seems quite balanced at points. And then there's there's points where she needs to have that balance, and she just fucking doesn't at all. And one of the things I really liked about it was 
she doesn't come across as being you could possibly see her as being crazy that's one of the really good things about it you know there's no there's no ambiguity she's just she's she's clearly being fucked over there's not a you don't think well maybe is she a bit mad but <laughs> it's I mean, always it's very much set out that she's not at all I, that she's being fucked <clears throat> over but i don't know i i don't know that we could say that is not the reaction to have in that moment, though. Like, I think the angry reaction. But are you, are you, but you, really are you saying that? But you've got to admit though that if she'd have if if she'd have done things in a calmer manner, she would probably have got a different reaction other than well, she's just fucking crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, to be fair, she tries to calm stuff early on. I mean, not in that particular situation, but she tries being calm and rational with them earlier on. Like when she's talking to the head doctor and whatnot, it doesn't get her anywhere. Yeah, but then acting crazy in a mental hospital is going to get you even. You know, she, she doesn't have a. She doesn't behave in, in a in a rational sense at points. She does behave in a like a crazy person. I don't know, man. Like, she's kind she's, of playing it to their hands. She's in. She's in this uh, situation, which is just. I don't know, is completely unknowable by us and hopefully always will be. And I, I, uh, there, though, but she, in everything else she does, she does it in rational ways. Going up to him with the phone and saying to him, look, give me the phone, otherwise I'm just going to tell him that you've got the fucking phone. And stuff like that. She does everything else in rational ways, but then moments where she could prove her case, she goes too far. It's too, I don't know whether, me, I don't know whether they'd let her prove her case. But she never, gives, she never gives him a chance to be on that first moment where she's saying to the, the, the doctor about that because she reacts like a crazy person. Hmm. I, I, we, we, and and she, does, she does assault two people on a first night. Well, yeah, but again, man, like again, that's a hell of a situation to be yeah, in. But she, but she doesn't say to the, the doctor, when she's sat there with the doctor and he's saying, you assaulted the patient, you assaulted the what is it? She doesn't say, hang on a minute, he grabbed my tape. Mm-hmm. Which she could have actually at that point said, hang on a minute, this is why I reacted like that, was he grabbed me, so can we just put that to one side and can we have him away from everybody, please? So it just, just there was moments where I felt it was a little bit, it just didn't feel... It felt like it was trying to reach for for two different things. She mm. didn't react in a... It, it, she, the character didn't feel completely balanced, which is the whole point is she's supposed to feel... You're not supposed to think she's crazy. Well, I think in that moment, you are wondering whether she's crazy or not, though. But... I don't think you're ever supposed to think she's crazy, in it. I think it, that's why it shows its hands so oh, early. There's def- there's definitely a little bit in the first act there, you know, just to get you but in. But all the this, room. all this is beyond that moment where he shows the fucking the envelope. Is it? Well, then, what is it? Bit, um, the bit with the the phone and stuff like that is all beyond that envelope. But yeah. Well, hang on. So. Yes, but the reason why she's not showing, like, showing the staff the phone and whatnot, because the first question will be, well, where'd you get she that She tries from, to then? show the staff the phone. <laughs> she just runs at them with oh, it. Oh, screaming. sorry. No, you're right. You're right. No, you're right. You're right. Just say that there's just, moments I, like that where I just, I felt, 
it, it just felt a little bit and the fact that, that that guy can literally just fucking wander around the hospital basically just doing whatever I think well, is, yeah, I, is weird. That's obviously just an indictment of the system and the fact that once they got them in there, they don't really care. It's like mm. basically make sure none of them kill each other. I mean, that that's essentially all it is. Like the the scene, there's that scene earlier on when Jay Farrow's like basically leading the therapy session, and the fuck like the nurse or whoever is literally just sat there watching him. Yeah, you know, I mean, it, it's that that's obviously the point there. Yeah, there is there is a lot of that, and the fact that you've got the and just some bits which just just didn't add up for me. But in in on a whole, I thought Clive Foy was 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 brilliant in it. Mm. Mm-hmm. But on a whole, there's just there's some bits that just didn't just didn't feel right. It's it it never it goes it goes fucking very quickly as well. It goes in a just the last sort of 10 15 minutes where he's killing he's you know fucking neck breaking juno temple and stuff like that mm. was a little bit like okay that's kind of come out of nowhere <laughs> well i don't know it's just like it's kind of like inner rage that he's had from all this fucking shit that foy's been giving him basically like now he can express it on someone who like who he doesn't love in quotes mm. Well, that's what I think. Anyway, you fucker. Yeah, I think it's. I, I like. To, I just. I think it's a little bit. I don't know. I, I just. I found the story a little bit. A little bit like it was playing second fiddle to, to its director. I. I don't know. I thought there was some really interesting shit going on with, with what it was trying to say. But a little bit like a lot of the time when sort of he does stuff like this, I think that. It's got interesting shit. I just wish it would kind of explore it a little bit more. It, it, it kind of, it just didn't seem to, it, it gives you the, like, literally, like, the fucking, it gives you, like, the Wikipedia entry of these interesting points, but doesn't go fucking beyond it. Um, I don't know. I think it's just, in those points, I think it's just it's just being a bit more... I don't know, it's being a bit more subtle. Like, in all honesty, I mean, for all the, like, fucking screaming and stuff that happens in, in the film towards the end, I, I I genuinely think there's shit going on under the surface with Foy and with the way people react to her in the whole kind of hysterical woman sense that I, I think is quite interesting and I, I think would merit some rewatches. I also think the ending is fucking amazing for that. I, I, did you like the ending? I last fucking bit? I loved that last scene. See, I hated it. Oh, you! I hated it. The it, it that it, it, it for me that pulled away all of the um, that made it feel a little bit too a little bit like too much like a hawky genre movie for me. But she's, the bit with the in the restaurant. But it's like she's she's never. It, it's basically saying she's. It's 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 an interesting subver- inversion on that whole like is the killer actually dead thing at the end where it's like yeah the but killer is. is dead but he's fucking it's basically stuck in her head you know and so, that, that that kind of it, look it, it, with just, the freeze frame it, at the end I think is fantastic that, that, that's, it's a nice shot but I just felt that it's a little bit like all right so 
She wasn't crazy, she wasn't crazy, but now she's been sent crazy. Well, no, it's not that she's been sent crazy, it's just that she's she, still she, seeing she, she him in places. stabs a guy! Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, but she doesn't, though. Like, it's, <laughs> but, it's, she, it's, but she right, very nearly does. <laughs> right, Mark, there's crazy and there's post-traumatic stress. They're two Which very is, different things. Nah, all right, come on, that's a little bit flipping it around there. But she very nearly stabs a guy. And what I'm saying is, there's post-traumatic stress, but she's she's been forced to that point where now she probably should be committed yeah. because she probably is a danger to other people. Yeah, yeah, she pro- yeah, which is a really dark, interesting ending. It is, it is. But I just, it, for me, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't. I just didn't. It didn't fit right with me. That bit. It just didn't. I didn't like it. Hmm. We're going to have to agree to disagree on this. I, I, we are on this. You know, that's, that's it. Sometimes people just get different things from, from, from different films. It just didn't... It just didn't... It didn't quite get me. Okay. All right. But in saying that, Soderbergh rarely does. All right. I find him a very, very cold director. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> So I'm guessing you're definitely not shit on it then. I am. I am. I am. What are you? Uh, I'm touching gloss with it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, the thing is, I don't <laughs> think it's shit, but I, I just can't get close enough to saying I think it's definitely not shit. Mm. But Claire Foy is very, very good in it. Um, it's... I do think it's too long and it's only... It's less than 100 minutes. Yes. That, I, I like the music as well, though. Like the the kind of electronic yeah. music at the start, like the start, and it, like towards the end, I thought was pretty solid. Yeah, it is, and it, there's there's some there's some interesting stuff in it. I just I don't know. It's one of those where I, where I think on rewatch, I could either go, do you know what, fair enough, or I could go, no, do you know what, I'm, I'm, <laughs> it's going down. Mm-hmm. It's one of those. I think it could. What is it? But I am looking forward to rewatching it. Okay, good stuff. All right, fair enough. Uh, our audience thing on that, by the way, was definitely not shit. Seventy percent, yep. touching cloth twenty percent, shit ten percent, and Geostorm at zero percent. How many votes? Uh, ten. Okay. Good work, most people. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's move on then. Let's do um, let's do Suburbicon. Do you live here now, Mr. Roy? Oh well, I'm here now, of course. Is that a temporary or a permanent arrangement? I think Mickey needs a mother. Of course. Um, what was that word? Excuse me? Well, you said it all boiled down to one word. Did I? Oh, yes. Yes, it all boils down to one word. Coincidence. That happens in the opera a lot. Coincidence. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it gets ridiculous. But in real life... Doesn't happen that much. Well, I guess if it did, it would stop being a coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's not the policy, Mr. Rory, it's the claim. See, a coincidence on a claim, that's like a, it's like a little red flag that makes us sit up and take notice. And this claim has a bunch of little red flags on it. What kind of red flag? Suburbicon is directed by George Clooney and stars Matt Damon, uh, Julianne Moore, Oscar Isaac, and others. Um, so, Suburbicon, uh, what's that about then? Um, Matt Damon is a gentleman married to Julianne Moore, um, lives with her sister as well, also played by Julianne Moore and, uh, his son. Uh, when 
a home invasion turns murderous. Um, Matt Damon basically has to try and hide an increasing amount of very, very dodgy skeletons in his cupboard. Um, and it's all a bit Coensy, but there's also a, a black family next door who are getting increasingly hassled by the general neighbourhood, which has absolutely no bearing on the main plot of the film whatsoever and is really, really weird. Mark, what do you think of Suburbicon? It's a bit of a fucking mess, isn't it? Yep. Um, it's a... Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's co-written by the Coen brothers, but it's not like they co-wrote it with George Clooney and... Uh, what's his name? Off. That's it. It's not like they co-wrote it or sat down and wrote it together. It was written by Coen's and then it was given a second rewrite. It was like, um, a, like quite an old screenplay by the Coen's by all accounts. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Ezra and, and Clooney get a rewrite and, and then Clooney is, has turned it into the, the film we see. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, I think I remember reading, was it, it was written before they did um, raising Arizona, I think. Bloody hell! Really? I'm. I think. I'm. I'm sure. I remember reading that it was written. It was the film they were going to make um, before they made uh, Raising Arizona, but they couldn't quite get it right. Uh, and then Raising Arizona came, and they wrote that, and then went, "Fuck it, let's do that." Wow. And Raising Arizona was what their second film, uh... a third. What did they do? Blood Simple. Blood Simple. Fucking. Let's have a look. Who the fuck directed Crime Wave? No, that was Sam Raimi, wasn't it? But it wasn't. Yeah, it like, Sam written, Raimi. Wasn't it written by them? R- written by one of the Coen brothers. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I thought there was a connection there. I think it's written by Joel. Okay. Um, let's have a. Look. I'm gonna have to fucking check this now, aren't we? Uh, Coen brothers filmography. Raising Everyone Where was their second film? Wow, okay, all right. So, yeah, I, I'm sure I read that. I might be talking complete bollocks, but I'm sure I read that somewhere. Um, yeah, it's... The thing is, like you say, there's this there's this story dumped in the middle of it. Because the idea is that Suburbicon's this purpose-built um, neighbourhood, um, and then you have this African-American family arrive, and that's how the film opens. So you're thinking, oh, this is going to be the crux of the film. Mm. Because... It opens with, you know, the whole advertisement for Suburbicon, and then you've got the mailman who's been playing in front of everybody and knocks on the door of the new neighbours, and, you know, a black woman answers the door, and he's like, oh, what the... Uh, and then it, it kind of turns. And it, it's a good while. It's a good, what, 10 minutes, 10, 12 minutes before we see Matt Damon. Mm. You know, it, he doesn't appear for a while, and it's, it's all centred around this arrival of this black family in this in this you know purpose-built community yeah um and then that runs throughout the film runs throughout it but goes nowhere and actually has no bearing on the story because you, you think or i don't know whether you thought but i thought when the um from all spoilers all the time guys um when matt damon goes and wakes the kid up and brings him down and sits him down 
I'm thinking that the guys that were there are about to say, tell your fucking kid to stay away from, you know, the black family mm. because they've watched him go off and, and play there. Sure, but no, it, sense, it's, yeah. it, 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 and I thought, oh, it's that. Okay, that's that's interesting. I didn't I didn't get any of this from the trailer. This has got a bit more darkness to it. Mm-hmm. No, they're just there to essentially stage a <laughs> a a murder, uh, a home invasion murder. Uh, but then, it, yeah, it it bounces around, and you can you can see the because Clooney's a lot of his films have that Cohen edge to them. Uh, because he's a, he's a frequent collaborator with, with the Coen brothers. So a lot of his films have that edge to them. And you can definitely see the Coen brothers' fingerprint on it, but they just, it, it just doesn't feel right. You feel like it's you're, like, like you're somebody else trying to ter- take you on a tour of the Coen brothers' world, and it's not quite, it's not quite right. It's That's not a good way got, of putting it, that, yeah. yeah it, it, it's not got their... Um, there's aura and everything around it. Um, and Clooney's a very good filmmaker. Let's not move away from that. And the cast is all really good in it. Um, but I don't know. There's just something that feels a little bit off for me. Yeah, no, I mean, it just... I, I, it's almost like you can see the joins in yeah, scenes, absolutely. which is not how fucking screenwriting works at all. But it's literally... Here's one scene written by the Coens. Here's one scene written by um, Clooney and Heslov. And it, 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 I don't know. It is... It feels like if Clooney did this ten years ago, he'd be getting kind of, like, lauded for paralleling, like, having this kind of ironic attacking the black family next door when the, fa- when the, the family at the centre of it are so much worse... Yeah, um, which, which I think is what it's going which for. Which is so, yeah, because I mean, like, you've got that bit towards the end where the guy says these people are animals, mm. you know, and it, it's, but it's literally, it's all that set up for basically that point and the ending. And it just, it, it feels at best misguided. At worst, I think actually a, a, maybe a touch offensive in this day and age for certain people, I wasn't offended by it, but I could see how people might be that basically race is being used as an ironic backdrop in this film about white people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, yeah, and I, I, I can completely see that. I think the fact that it's, yeah, I, I like you said, I, I wasn't uncomfortable with it, but like, I think you're, you're spot on right there. It, it's somebody turned around to me and said, I thought it was a little bit on the fact that they had all that stuff going on for no comeuppance and then the media all attention is all not on the horrible thing that happened to the family. It's about it's still about the town's folk not wanting them there. I just felt it was a little bit a little bit too nihilistic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, that's 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 a fair point. When you've got when effectively you've got this very um, kind of a single man, that kind of colony beat and patter that's going on in the background, you know, you've got him riding the bike in the fucking, what is it? While well, you've got the, the booming noise and it's, it, there's, there's stuff like that. It, it's, 
there's that playfulness that's going on in it, but actually it, it's kind of like you're looking at it going, I don't know whether or not you can be playful with, with, with that. I think that you've maybe, I don't think you've, you're intentionally doing something. What is it? I think you've just misjudged this a little bit. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, there's, yeah, it, 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 you know, he's, he's obviously, it, it's obviously well intentioned. Mm. It just, it's, it's definitely a misstep. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, it's an odd film. I, I, I actually, I actually quite enjoyed it in terms of. Visually, it's nice, and atmosphere, it's nice, and um, it, it, it's fun seeing sort of the, the Matt Damon being just a bit of an arsehole, and the fact that he literally explains to his kid that I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but you watch him eating the sandwich going, you're not, though, because yeah. you're eating the fucking sandwich, you dumb bastard. And um, her, Julianne Moore's character turning around to him and saying... Uh, <laughs> To the kid, you know, right, you're not going to eat my, you're not going to eat the meal I'm going to make for you, right? And basically just telling the kid what's going on, really. Yeah, yeah. And essentially threatening him was quite cool. And then you've got the, but you've also got, like you say, you've got the drum being banged um, and all like the pots being banged next to the, you know, the family's, what is it? And the kid talking to the other kid in the, seller entrance bit saying you know just watching it going yeah it's, it's fucking crazy isn't it essentially is what the kid's saying yeah. you're going oh my god you shouldn't be that fucking rational about it and then you've got that glorious shot of matt damon with, with a fucking ping pong paddle yeah yeah it's it's such a, a an all over the place movie no, I mean that, that's exactly it. I just, I, it just, you gotta wonder whether, like, when they 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 first screened it, like immediately they were just like, oh no, fuck. It does it seem a little bit like one of those films where they've started, they've made the film, finished the film, put it together, watched it, and gone, ah. This isn't the film we meant to make. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay. This doesn't make the sense that we thought it made. Ah, crap. <laughs> yeah, that that that's pretty much it. Hey, that's pretty much it. Yeah, and it's the thing is that there's some the, you know Oscar Isaac turns up and he's a shitload of fun in it. <laughs> yeah, he is. He's like two scenes that he's in. He's fucking. He's fucking great. And I like yep. the fact that he kind of looks like he kind of looks a bit sleazy and a bit greasy and whatnot. But it's like actually, no, he's 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 got him pegged and he's not the bad guy. No, Even, except well, he except he, then he tries to blackmail him. So yeah, you, can, <laughs> you know, it's, you want a piece of it? You're going, oh no, 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 I want all of it. <laughs> it's like do you know what I think if you'd have said I want like 10% it'd have gone okay that's fine I can I, I can live with that but the fact that he got greedy got him killed yeah yeah quite I, I yeah I don't know it just it's you could see why it kind of came out and pe- it was just like nah and it just nobody really seemed to like support give a it. shit 
and I already give a shit. Yeah, and it just it shows that George Clooney's directorial career. It's kind of more of a surprise when he actually makes a good film now. It's very weird. It, you have it to wonder. It's really weird. Yeah, you, you do have to wonder if he's maybe just now just a bit out of touch. Like it, it's. It, it, yeah. it feels like he was he was 2005's man and it's 2018 yeah and is he is he really has he I don't want to use the word has he still got the hunger for it because he, he's George Clooney he's you know he's an Oscar winner and he's he's been you know one of cinema's most prominent male film makers be it writing directing starring him for the past 20 years i think you could you could say that but it just feels like it's kind of like it's just not working for him at the moment be it directing or starring in yeah yeah quite i i don't know it's a shame It, it just just fucking chill out on Lake Como and enjoy your wife and your kids or kid, kid or kids, kids in it. Twins. Yeah. Kids now. Yeah. 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 It's like, just enjoy that shit, man. You know, like come, come back in a year or two when you're a bit refreshed. Yeah. Yeah. It does seem, I mean, he, he's done an awful lot in the past. What? 20 years, really. You know, mm. he's made an awful lot of movies since um well from dust till dawn kind of announced him as being you know able to be a movie star not just the guy from er yeah yeah quite um so how where are you on this then again i think i'm touching cloth yeah i'm i think i'm I'm on definitely shit, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like mildly. But it is just a hot mess. And it, it, it just. Is, it is. It is really. It, it's just, it's ill judged. It's like, I don't know. It's like he knew he had something a bit more slight and then tried to inject some politics in there. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to know which, which bits. It'd be nice to read the Coen Brothers script, and then the other script. Just to kind of see which bits were fucking changed. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, well, our audience think that was uh, definitely not shit 10%, Touching Cloth 30%, and shit 60%. Yeah, that's fair. And, and you know what? In, in, in a rare thing for doing the monkey, I'm going to change my what is it. Because Unsane's definitely not shit. It just is definitely not shit. I don't know why I said Touching Cloth. Because it's not shit. <laughs> It is not even close to being shit. So I'm completely wrong on that. So I'm changing mine on that <laughs> to definitely not shit. Good. I don't say. Because it is. Because I feel like I was I feel like I was far too snippy on it. Um, no, I think, I think it's one of those ones where... And I actually... I, yeah, it, it, the thing is, it's a seven and a half to close out eight out of ten for me. So that's, that's definitely not shit. It's just, it's one of those ones where... One of us is quite high on it. The other isn't as high, so the other automatically sounds more neg. 
Yeah, but I think that yeah, and I, I, I think that I, I, I came across <laughs> far too negative in that because it's a good film. I think people should go and see it. What I will say is, in terms of if we're in this current debate, and that is something that happened actually, I'll go come to that in a second because it'll segue quite nicely. In this current debate we're having between cinema versus watching something at home, unsane shot on an iPhone deserves to be shown in a cinema more than Suburbicon made by George Clooney and, and co-written by the Coens and starring multiple Oscar winners, does. Yeah, fair comment, that. Uh, yeah, so stick that up, your fucking trumpet cans. Yeah, fuckers. Fucking knobheads. That's such a can thing to fucking do, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that... Um... <sighs> For those those who don't know uh, know people, I'm sure you do know, Khan have basically said that no films that are going to be Netflix uh, films can be uh, screened in competition. Can they still be screened? I I don't think so. I think it's just they're just not showing them. They're not not showing them. So this is Khan, the film festival, because it goes against everything that Khan stands for in terms of films that opened up last year with the first episode of a TV series. It's just... What, you know, people are fucking saying, oh, what's cinema anymore? And, you know, like, TV is cinema and VR's there and let's do all these new mediums and, you know, content is fluid. But shit, if it's Netflix, no, I don't want to... Fuck, fuck off. We, we, mm. We've had this so many times, I'm actually genuinely starting to get a bit bored of talking about it myself. So, like, it just... Yeah. Just fuck, just fuck off, Cam. Like you, you're not gonna if you if you if that's your attitude in a decade, you're not gonna have fucking anything, and Netflix is gonna be like, fuck you, we don't need it, you. To be honest, it just smacks again of cans just trying to drum up publicity for themselves because it's a they know that kind of they're blowing themselves out a little bit in terms of it's become a little bit like. Like, it's become just something, it's become more about the parties and the dresses and the celebrities than it has the films. Everything's become more than just the films. It's all Mm. more, like, whether it's fucking how marketing is whitewashing or how this person connected to this film said this and you know like i'm seeing fucking debate online about whether tj miller was originally actually physically in ready player one or not because of all the that the the fucking sexual allegation shits now he's only got a voice role and people saying oh no he definitely definitely it just fuck it just talk about the film just talk oh and also speaking of talk about the films empire have just announced they're launching a, a, a magazine specifically about tv if that means Empire can now stop fucking talking about TV and actually start talking about films again, that'll be great. Oh, that's interesting. So Empire's going to do a TV magazine and... And Empire. But and that's, a, that's a physical magazine, yeah. not a... Yeah, oh yeah, La- launching, launching a physical magazine in 2018, which is a fantastic Ooh, idea. That's... Um, that's... And the, the, the editor of, both, of Empire and apparently this magazine, I think it's called Pilot TV, has said that Empire isn't going to change. And it's like, but you're doing what? So like in your TV magazine, you're going to have like a half dozen pages about films, are you then? You know, like this whole, this whole thing that, bless James Gunn, 
bless James Gunn coming out there and saying about like going to the cinema by yourself is awesome. What mm. do I see on Twitter today? Somebody fucking tweeting saying about what's all this shit suddenly about people fucking going to the cinema by themselves. I've been doing that for years. Good on you. Have a fucking biscuit. I, well, I, 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 I tweeted him. I, I, I tweeted, re- replied, tweeted to that and said, yeah, I've been going to the cinema basically since I was about 11, 12 years old as well. And it's, it's great. It's how, I, it's how I fell in love with cinema. But it's this like, what's all this shit about people saying about this? I've been doing Fuck off. Fuck off. And <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not going to say who it was. I'm pretty fucking sure the person doesn't listen to this fucking podcast anyway. So maybe I could, I could say who it was, but I'm not, I'm not going to. I know who it was. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, absolutely. <laughs> I saw it. <laughs> and it's just, it's just, fuck off. Just, like, I don't know, man. Like, but my default reaction to everything on film Twitter now is fuck off. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm very much the in, in a very similar kind of place. I'm, I, I, I'm actually thinking about starting for uh, fake outrage um, after I've watched Isle of Dogs and just go, well, after that was ridiculous, and just pick a, a oh, particular God. breed of dog that isn't in it, yeah. and, and just and pick that out and go, well, I'm pissed off because there wasn't a single French bulldog in, in Isle of Dogs. Hashtag and I, this is ridiculous. Hashtag je suis Shih Tzu. Yes, something like that, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it just fuck. It's all just really annoying. It, 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 it's, it's all fucking white noise, <laughs> to and, be honest to me. I tell you what, deleting Facebook has been fucking incredible. These, I, I, I don't really get in a conversation with people on Facebook um, or Twitter anymore, really. Uh, I kind of feel like sometimes I'd like to. I, I kind of feel like I'd, I'd, I'd like to start going back to when people say something dumb going... Fuck off! <laughs> just wind your neck. In. Just stop for a minute. Being so fucking morally perfect, it's yeah. irritating. I don't know, man. I, seriously, it, it is. I, there are people that I feel like saying to them, "All of Twitter isn't going to sleep with you. Stop it." Yeah, yeah, quite. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this. I haven't even. I haven't had a drink for about a week and a half. Like so. Like I'm not the pissed saying this or what. It just. I'm fucking. Oh, it's just so tiring. Just, I, I, fuck, man. Like, the thing is, I, I am left-leaning, I'm a liberal, but fuck mm. me, I bet being on the right is easy. Because it's just like, fuck off, fuck off, this yeah, is my you opinion, can, You can literally you. say fuck what off, you want. <laughs> fuck off, fuck off, I don't, I don't care what you think, fuck off. You know, like, There's not the siren call to Trump's America or anything like that, but fuck me, the left make it hard sometimes. Yeah, you literally, I, 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 to to, to segue very slightly, and I promise we'll come back to films. I'm enjoying it more than the film chat. Do it, Mark. Go on. Um, My daughter's looking to become a uh, a vegan. uh, Isabel, she's quite a vegan, and so. being the, the liberal and left-leaning parents that, that me and Bex are, um, we both sort of said, you know, if you want to give it a go, we'll happily support it. We'll, we'll, we'll do it where we'll have a, oh, every week. What we'll do is we'll, we'll start off and we'll do a whole week of vegan meals. And we'll, every week, we'll, 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 all of us, when we sit down and have a meal, we'll have a full vegan meal uh, a couple of times a week. And, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll work around it and do stuff like that. If it's something you want to do, we'll stick behind it. Mm. And being the, you know... 
a, a modern parent, I suppose. I sort of um, reached out a few people uh, and started asking a few sort of questions and ended up getting involved in a bit of a chat um, with a few people um, on a uh, a WhatsApp group that somebody had, had, had sent me that set up and so I could get a bit of advice on, you know, getting... Um, where to what foods to avoid and where to buy things and stuff like that and uh, recipes and bits like that um and i was sort of chatting away with some guy and then this other um, girl came in involved in it um, and started saying we well, can't have that you can't have that and i was like right hang on a minute so i can't have honey no right all right can you give me a reason and it, give me a reason she's like oh because it's exploiting the bees and like that and i was like okay could I have natural honey? No, because that's stealing from nature. It's like, okay, right, okay, <laughs> fucking. So honey's out of the way. So I'm thinking, all right, that's fucking cool. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with putting honey in a box and putting honey out of the way. Uh, whereas some other vegans were saying, you're fine with honey. It's okay. <laughs> and then she said about broccoli. I was like, all right. Um, what's wrong with broccoli? And I said, like, all right. Um, what's wrong with broccoli? And that was all I said. I said, okay, cool. What's wrong with broccoli? And she said, oh, one of the ingredients they use um, when they're growing broccoli, a lot of farmers, not all, right, a lot of farmers apparently... Um, when they use broccoli. What is it? No, they put milk powder into it, into the soil, because apparently it helps the broccoli get a greener glow. And, of course, milk isn't vegan. Yeah. I was like... So I did a little bit of research into it and looked at it and found that it's bollocks. <laughs> it's not right. true at all. This girl has just got it into her head that that's it. So I came back and just went, have a look into that. That's just not true. Oh, I fucking, I end up having to delete the group. This is the guy who'd set it up and said, thank you. And, and I really do appreciate it. But that fucking girl is fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, Jesus sending works. me messages telling me, uh, how you know, you know that our entire family should go vegan because you know she can't be vegan if she lives in a non-vegan household and she doesn't talk to her parents anymore because they still eat meat. And I was like, all right, you're just a bit nuts, sweetheart. You, yeah. you clearly be a vegan, that's fine, but clearly there's a lot more going on yeah. <laughs> with this than that. <laughs> clearly, some some shits happened. Fucking hell, man! <laughs> and I don't want to get involved in that. <laughs> Instead uh, of the, the, the UK Vegan Society have been really, really helpful. Well, that's great. That is fucking brilliant. Yeah, literally, really non-judgmental. Uh, Sent me loads of information out. Um, uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've been they've been pretty fucking cool about the, about the whole thing. So, if you have a child, spouse, or anything, or even if yourself are looking into going vegan, uh, the UK Vegan Society. If you just email them and ask them for information, they'll send you fucking shitloads, and they're really, really nice about it. And they put you in touch with like local uh, restaurants and things like that. Great. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's oh, fucking A. And, and good on Izzy as well. That's um, that's quite the step change. Fair play to her. Yeah. First first of April, that's when she's, she's going vegan. Very good. Oh, well done, Um Okay. Uh, so, ran over. Um, on my side. Not on, not on Mark's side. Completely my side. Um, should, we, should we talk some more we watched before we do Pacific Rim? Yeah, we can do, yeah. Yeah, cool, okay. What, what, have you been, uh, what have you been watching, bud? Well, I've been away for a couple of days. Uh, I, actually, I was, only, I was only away for like two and a half days, um, but I was away in a log cabin doing 
nothing. So um, I, I, th- I watched some films. Um, I actually only watched a few films while I was there, but uh, I've watched a couple since I got back. Um, did my customary watching of Hot Tub Time Machine in a hot tub. Very good. Um, yeah, I just I, my continued affection for that movie grows every time I watch it, and I watch it a couple of times a year. Uh, in the sense of, I'm I I full blown love that movie, like absolutely adore the ridiculousness and the absurdity and the profanity of that movie. Um, it's yeah, it's it's still quite something. <laughs> I still. There's either jokes that I forget are there or that I, I might never have noticed when I'm watching it. And I must be up to, like, 25 watches on that movie. I'm a fan of how much you like that film, man. Fair play. Yeah, I, I genuinely do. It's it, it creeps closer to be... I would say it's possibly in my top ten movies of all time, which kind of makes me... In the back of my mind, there's just a guy sat in a chair that looks a lot like me, but, like, a better version of me. Mm. who's just looking at me and I can see it in his brain just going you're a dickhead yeah <laughs> and I'm looking back at him going yep yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I am <laughs> so yeah Hot Tub Time Machine fucking I genuinely love that movie um uh, rewatch Chef um nice I, Chef's one of those movies where was that I, when I was talking about watching YouTube videos about steak the other day? Yes. Very good. Well done. Yeah. And, there was, and the thing is, with, with Chef, is, and I've had this conversation with somebody um, who started out um conversation, and the guy's a, a nice guy, but he's a chef for a living. Um, and he's a probably, nice, hang on, he's a nice guy, but he's a chef for a living. What's I, I, that supposed I, I, to be? I, it's going to make sense as the conversation goes along, the explanation goes along. <laughs> right. And it he's not just like a a guy who works in a restaurant he's a guy he's quite a in chef circles quite a well-known chef who goes around and does like pop-ups in certain little restaurants and, and places like that uh and um he does like food circuits and bits like that and he's very good and his food's fantastic but i remember having conversations about the movie chef and he's like yeah but you know if you're a chef you won't like that movie it's like why? Tell me more. And he's like, I said, you know, I said why? Just out of curiosity, why? And he said, because it, it paints all as just egotistical, arrogant wankers who just only give a shit about our our craft. I was like, but you kind of are, <laughs> you know. It's a solid I love response. you and your food, but you you are an egotist. You are an egotistical wanker about it. So it's kind of fair enough. Strong, uh, very strong. But yeah, the uh, it, it makes me hungry watching Chef, which is kind of what it's supposed to do. I mm. like how John Favreau is is literally he's so enthralled with the cooking process and things like that that he shows you so much of it. Oh yeah, man. And that's what I like about it. The story is basically secondary to him going, I'm going to show you me making all this shit. Oh, look at all this fucking food. You want it, don't you? You fucking yeah. want it, don't you? You dirty bastards. Go on. And, oh. and you look at it going, yes, I yes, do. I do. I do. Yes, yes, I yes do. very I, much. Literally, you want to eat straight after it. You look at, whatever you eat after Chef, you're going to look at it and go, that shit. Get the fuck out of my way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 but also it has the ridiculousness of, huh, John Favreau 
he managed to get with Sophia Vergara and Scarlett Johansson. Come on, John. <laughs> well, man, I mean, like, if he can make... If, if well, I don't know, like, if he there, can make a, there, food there, that, that is that good, you know. There's a scene in it where um, Scarlett Johansson has just slept with him and then he's making this pasta dish. And I'm looking at it going, yeah. that looks really nice. It's really fucking easy to make. But it's literally, she's watching him do it and you're thinking... She's literally going, that's my reward for just letting you put your donger in me. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going, it's kind of like, it's kind of horrible, that. But I get your point. <laughs> the, yes. <laughs> yeah, I like Yeah, I like Chef. <laughs> yeah, so do I. Very good. Um, that's funny. Donger. <laughs> just, 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 coming, just coming back to that. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> donger uh, a movie that contains no dongers um, have we watched Minority Report on Saturday night whilst I was away now are you sure there are no dongers in Minority Report they are but they're not on display because it's a Spielberg movie okay. um, so yeah it, it's Minority Report's like 16 years old now and it was kind of it was in that weird kind of era of Spielberg where he was kind of, I don't know, he'd done Schindler's List, he'd done Saving Private Ryan, and he was kind of going, this was his sort of return back to like the blockbuster, just standardised blockbuster movie, I suppose, Minority Report. It was him working with, you know, the biggest director in the world, working with the biggest movie star in the world, um, with, with Tom Cruise doing this futuristic cop thriller. Uh, and it's, it still stands up as a really fucking good movie. Uh, it's way too long. It's like two and a half hours long. So it's, as always, that's just, that's too long to tell this type of movie. But Colin Farrell's really fucking good in this movie. Yeah. Like, I've always thought he was, he was decent like that, but then... He's really fucking good in this movie. Yeah, he is. He, he's fuck it. You just uh, you don't know whether to trust him. Uh, uh, and, uh, just when he gets found, like kind of when he gets killed as well. Just the complete fuck. I did not see this coming. Yeah, I, I remember. I, I distinctly remember that. Yeah, yeah. And him. like you say, you, you think God, he's, he's a wrong one and everything like that, and he's bad. And, but what he actually is is. He's doing his job. He's just very ambitious with the way he's doing it mm-hmm. in the fact that he's willing to be a prick to get himself forward. But then once he realises, hang on a minute, this isn't all what it seems. It doesn't add up. He's the one who basically goes, nah, this doesn't add up. This guy ain't the guy we're looking for. Yeah. You know, it, that little switch there is, is really sort of well done. Um, the effects still look fucking great. Uh, the... The world building's fantastic. There's an ickiness to it. It all fits together quite nicely. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed what my time uh, rewatching my narrative report. Yeah, very cool, man. Very good. Uh, I've got a couple more. Do you want to do some? Or do you want me to finish? No, off no, no, you do, no. Go ahead, mate. Go ahead. Um, rewatch Wolf of Wall Street because I've wanted to rewatch it for a while now and thought, fuck it. Oh, I've, please, I've, please tell me you still like it as much as you do. More, yay! Okay, Every cool. fucking time I watch this movie, I like it more. This movie's 
this movie is three hours long, and I swear to God, nine out of ten movies that we talk about, I say is too long. And I think this movie is the perfect length, and it's three hours long. Yeah, yeah. And I love the fact that it is exactly, basically, three hours long, because that is what Martin Scorsese had final cut up to. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It, like, literally, had, it, it's a bit like 179 minutes. 179 minutes and 35 seconds. Yeah, I think that's it is. great. Fair fucking play to him. <laughs> that's fucking ballsy. I know, and we, because we all know how, um, you know, how much Scorsese um, puts in the editing of a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that you know that he's gone, Thelma, I need us to get this <laughs> to this. Yeah. <laughs> because if we go another 30 seconds then they, they can cut whatever they want out of it and this is it and also well it's it's not it's a martin scorsese movie that he was skeptical about making at first you know it was he, he basically did it as a favor to leonardo dicaprio in the same way as he did it he did raging bull as a favor to de niro mm. That's it's, right. Yes, indeed. You know, but it it also as well. It just shows he's not he's not phoning it in. He's not he's not taking a lead from anybody else. He's very much going. All right, I'll do it. But if we do it, we're doing it my fucking way. And DiCaprio's gone. That's why I want you doing it because I want you to do this your way. And it's just it, it's madness that you've got a guy who, when he was making it, was in his I think early seventies still makes a movie that looks as fresh and as original. And people go, oh, no, it's just Goodfellas on Wall Street. It's like, right, all right, if you want to be really fucking lazy about it, then do that. But it's not just Goodfellas on Wall Street. There's so much camera trickery and fucking about and really interesting shots. And then you've got a 70-year-old filmmaker with, again possibly one of the most critically revered actors of his generation uh, and around at the moment in Leonardo DiCaprio doing that scene where he's taken the lemons. <laughs> oh, my word. Yeah. And you've got him and Jonah Hill shouting at each other, but they can't in slow-mo. And then the fucking Popeye thing with the cocaine... It's it's glorious, and the fact that that people don't get that it's a black comedy that's showing you this and going, look at this guy, look at him, look look at this guy, and people are saying, oh, it glorifies drug use. You know, he beats his wife up at the end, and it glorifies that, and it makes you it makes you fall for him and want to be like this guy. And it's like, are you serious? Nobody should want to be like that guy. His life. He basically explains that his life is a fucking joke and he's an arsehole. Jordan Belfort actually, at the end of the movie, himself says, I've met business tycoons, rock stars, movie stars, mafia bosses, and none of them are as degenerate as this guy. Yeah. And he's basically going, and then he introduces Jordan Belfort but that's him. He's just introduced himself, essentially. Yeah. And he freely admits, I'm a fucking prick. I'm an arsehole. But I've become comfortable in being an arsehole. 
it's who I am. And you kind of you've got to look at that and go, do you know what? Yeah, you're a fucking prick, but at least you're at least you've got the balls to admit you're a prick. And you're not a homophobic prick, a racist prick, or anything like that. You're just a prick who loves money. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. But yeah, it's it's funny, it's biting. The guy does get his comeuppance at the end. It's it's just it really is a, a staggeringly wonderful film. That's fantastic, man. Fair play. And on to another movie, the final movie that I rewatched. Um I rewatched The Sitter. Ah uh, yes. I've been looking forward to this. How they all right. It's fucking brilliant, the sitter. Mm-hmm. It really is a truly unique and magnificent film. Because on the face of it, you look at it going, why is David Gordon Green, who is an an optimistic filmmaker, he is, you know, you look at some of the films he's made, why is he making essentially an updated version of Adventures in Babysitting? With Jonah Hill. It's a fair question to ask. But then you watch it, mm-hmm. and it's not. It's this really fucking weird, subversive movie that's got Sam Rockwell, Oscar winner Sam Rockwell, as a drug lord who's doing experiments on bodybuilders. <laughs> <laughs> And who ranks all the people he meets in levels of where he puts them to being his best friends. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. But then the other side of that, you've got John Hill's character essentially working out all the kinks of these three kids who are messed up because their parents have taken their eyes off the ball because they're going through all of their shit. And he, in one night, manages to not completely solve, but get these kids over a lot of their neuroses that have built up that their parents are ignoring because they don't want to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. You know, he... Essentially, the, the kid played by Max Record Slater gets him to admit that he's gay and makes him comfortable with it. Gets the little girl to stop being that weird thing she is. Gets the fucking adopted kid to kind of chill the fuck out, yeah. <laughs> really. it's Whilst also sorting out a lot of his own shit, it's, it's got stuff to say whilst also having <laughs> um, JB Smooth stop a guy in a car with his dick on fire and the taxi say, your dick's on fire. He's like, I know your dick's on fire. That's the way your mama like it. <laughs> I don't remember that. Good stuff. It's, it's brilliant. And Sam Rockwell again proves that no matter what, he looks cool as fuck. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. bit where he's about to get beaten up by all of the, 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 the fucking hood gang. Uh, and he's, he's still spouting off these weird lines and then gets a few good shots in. <laughs> yeah. It's brilliant. I mean, honestly, I, I, to give a bit of what is it, I, when me and Becky go to the cabin, uh, there is Wi-Fi there and we could take, and we have previously taken Apple TV and stuff like that. 
we could do that. But the first time we went, we didn't know there was a DVD player there. And we'd gone through on the first day through to Bridlington, because Bridlington's quite close, and had gone into a um, CX that used to be open there and had bought a couple of DVDs from there. So now whenever we go to the cabin, and we try and go a couple of times a year, but sometimes I manage to get to go once a year, um, we'll go to CX in York and buy DVDs to limit it, to go, right, this is what we can watch. We don't want to have choice we'll limit it down to four or five movies and we'll work it from there and our remit is the sort of stuff that would be on itv two or three over a weekend good stuff minority report um which is going to be called soul survivors which we did watch but i kind of fell asleep halfway through mm. uh, so i don't remember it that well the sitter stuff that would be on for those type of things mm. so that's i bought that I'm actually going to buy it on iTunes now as well because I want to own it properly. Very good. Because I want to continue rewatching it. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. Fair play. Yeah. I, I, I really admit that I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, but at least I'm an idiot that enjoys shit. <laughs> That's true, man. Yeah. You, I don't know. You, you live your fucking best life, mate. That's and if it. that's by watching the sitter in a fucking hot tub, then so be it. Yeah. Go on, what have you been watching this week? It's very good. It's very good. Um, okay, so uh rewatched uh, Midnight Run, uh, which is just great. I love that movie. Like, Charles Grodin is doing some Nate's level funny shit in that film by not doing a lot. Yeah. Like, it, it, it's amazing. He's like, he's the straight man, but he's funnier than the more active one, yeah. which is really rare. Just the fuck that bit where they're in the bar trying to like, and they get the, the money by pretending to be the, like the FBI agents. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> Fucking hell. Like is yeah, there saying uh, tall guy, red hair. No, this is a short guy with dark hair. That's Damn it. The that's, our man. No, that's the one. That's our man. That's it. It's fucking amazing. Uh, like yeah that film like just the running gag with uh, Robert De Niro impersonating Yafat Koto <laughs> like it's incredible <laughs> De Niro with the glasses where he's sat in between them all and he oh. just puts the glasses on and looks at them both it's you can see why when De Niro says it's his favourite movie of all his movies Oh, God, yeah. No, And it's I, the only movie... Daenerys is it's the only movie of mine that I can watch. Fair play. No, I mean, it just... It's De Niro in the kind of full, weird mix of charisma and slightly... And, and kind of imposing, mm. um, like, m- mixture that he can do. And that that's fully... Here it's uh, yeah no oh, it, it it's great it's great. Um, first film I bought on iTunes that. Really? Oh, yeah. Midnight Run was the first film I bought on iTunes. Oh, very nice. Uh, no, that's great. Um, okay, so uh, rewatch Popstar Never Stop Never Stopping. I think it's the fifth, <laughs> fifth time I've watched that film in two years. Uh, but Donna had never seen it, so um, I wanted to get her to take a cheap yeah cheap. I don't think she liked it as much as me, but she she did like it. So that's something at least. Yeah, you you, you can you can definitely accept that. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
Okay, I watched uh, the Darjeeling Limited. Um, and, and How did that hold up? I So, I've third time I've seen it, I, I watched Hotel Chevalier, the, the short film before it as well. Um, it's three ninety nine on iTunes this week, so... Um, so the first time I watched it, I really, really didn't like it. The second time I watched it, I, I like, I thought it was great. And third time, I'm a little bit less than great, but still way more liking it than I did the first time round. That's really interesting then, because the first time I watched it in the cinema, I really liked it. Mm. And then when we watched it on DVD, I couldn't stand it. The th- the thing is. As soon as you realise that these guys are all fucking pricks, as and like and basically by the end of the film, they've become maybe twenty percent less pricks. Then I I I I found peace with it. That 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 was the thing. It's and also I've become more into what I'm. I'm buying what Anderson is selling more as I get older. So which I think which I think I'm going the other way. Yeah, because I I think you are as well. And Isle of Dogs, I think, is going to be a fascinating conversation. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm pumped. Um, I mean, shit, it's. I love dogs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's going to be great. Um, better be. Um, so yeah, no, I, 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 I think it's fantastic. It's the, it's Anderson doing his thing, but it's, it's, I think there's more actual emotion to it. Um, it feels like the Anderson film gets spoken about the least. Th- yeah, it definitely is. It definitely is. Because um, Life Aquatic Aquatic's quite zany. Um, yeah, it gets spoken about a lot. Rushmore obviously gets spoken about because people like to say, oh, well, it might be his first film. It's like, it's actually not, but carry on. Yeah. And it breaks the one I like the most. It's like, all right, you see more Rocket. Um, you know, and Royal Tenenbaum's obviously his probably his best film and but it just does seem like Dying Limit is the one that always seems to get missed by people. Yeah, and I I don't know. I mean like it was Afterlife Aquatic, which, you know, was his big, big, big film after Royal Tenenbaums and it kind of went out with a bit of an amp squib and then you've in, in terms of box office and then you've got yeah. this which, you know, it's got a short film and like the the suitcases are designed by Mark Jacobs and the the music of uh, the films of Satyajit Ray, it, it's very. It does feel like it, it's very indulgent Anderson. Yeah, it is, and it, it totally is. But it's also got, I think, the most nakedly emotional sequence, uh, like ten minutes or so, in any Anderson film. The um, the the bit where they try and save the boys that are going like washing down the river, and one of them dies, and like just how that plays out i i i i think is quite something even though to be fair there is also a slight element of grief tourism to that just because it's basically these white guys come in and they save two of the two of the kids one of them dies and they go to the funeral and then it kind of feels like 10 minutes later they've completely forgotten about it um there there is 
there are, with a 2018 eye, there are a lot of films that you could see getting reassessed. But then the thing there is, you can't though. Yeah, no, no, you can't. You can't. But, and I, I know it's because I had this same argument with somebody about a year ago who was saying that um, Breakfast Club was a horrible movie because it was really sexist and misogynist. And I thought, oh, you've completely missed the point. <laughs> Mm. You, you, you're putting your ideals and your values on it and you were you know your, your parents were probably too young to fucking watch it yeah yeah no that's that's yeah no absolutely I, I it's yeah I don't know um it's by far not Anderson's best film but I do I think it's a solid four um and I really like Hotel Chevalier as well. It does give quite a bit of colour to some of the stuff actually going on in Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, I remember I... The weird thing was, I couldn't have watched that before it was out at the cinema because it wasn't available, but then it was on the DVD. Indeed, yeah. I think it was one of those ones where it was like some limited screenings they put Hotel Chevalier on as well. And to be fair... It literally says in it, Hotel Chevalier Part 1 of the Darjeeling Limited. Mm. And it, yeah, it, you, you can see that. You can totally see that. Um, okay, last thing for me. Peter yep. Rabbit. You went to see Peter Rabbit? Well, you know, with Lottie. Oh, God. yeah, gosh, we're going with Lottie, yeah. Go on then, how... It's interesting that you think I might actually consider seeing Peter Rabbit by myself. Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Even though from the director of Easy A, so what? Um, yeah, I'm pretty. Will Gluck didn't he do Easy A? Will Gluck, yeah, he did Easy A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He directed Peter Rabbit. And fucking hell, that's a his last film before that wasn't his last film before what? that the Annie the yeah that's right it was it totally was. Yeah. Yeah, he fired up Easy A, Friends with Benefits, the Jay-Z Annie, and then Peter Rabbit. Which, which contains no less than three separate songs by Vampire Weekend on the soundtrack. Oh, it's so fucking odd. Which really weirded me out. Because it's like, <laughs> this guy really likes... Interesting, Vampire Weekend, that's it. There's there's another Vampire Weekend. Why is there why is there another Vampire Weekend song in Peter Rabbit? It Did you start re- to think, is this scored by Vampire Weekend? Yeah, no, like that. it was like what, is Ezra Ezra Kenig actually fucking just like is he got points in this or something? And like oh who by the way, I was randomly listening to Beats One the other day, the Apple Music Station. He does a oh, show yeah. on there. That guy's fucking funny. Fair enough. Like I was, yeah, it's weird. Like he was doing this really, really like deep breakdown of that Drake song, God's Plan. Oh yeah. And like, w- like, but like, not in a serious way. Just like, really, really taking the piss out of it. It was brilliant. It was, it was, it was strong. 
Anyway, <laughs> actually, that sounds quite good. Actually, that it was it was all right. Anyway, Peter Rabbit. Um, yeah, it. I. I yeah, it's. I it, don't it get. Exists. I don't get it. It it's really. It's. I, I don't believe anyone involved in this knows who Beatrix, Beatrix Potter is. <laughs> like, it's bizarre. It's this rabbit who's a fucking prick. Isn't um, it voiced by James Corden? Yeah, which which helps with that image. Yeah, it um, does. Who gets into pretty much murderous scraps with Donald Gleeson. Now, Donald Gleeson, right, he inherits this property off of his, like, uncle, played by Sam Neill. Sam Neill is Mr. McGregor for about five minutes in this film. And then he dies. And then he comes in, and he was going for a promotion in his job, doesn't get it, goes a bit mad, inherits this house, just wants to sell it, so we can buy a toy shop. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. That seems like a good aim. And Peter Rabbit, like, he, he, he stops Peter Rabbit from, like, getting in. And it's like, all right, well, to be fair, it's his fucking garden. And, like, there's plants and stuff, and he doesn't want you to eat his fucking plants. It's kind of, yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> You're there going... I know he's the villain of the piece, but I kind of see his point. When 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 Donald Gleeson was straight up trying to murder Peter Rabbit, I wasn't quite bloodlust, yeah, get that prick. But I was quite like, yeah, bud, see your point, good luck to you. Um, Lottie took three wee breaks and said at the end of it, Daddy, that was a bit boring, which was amazing. I've barely ever been prouder of her. Um... <laughs> There's, I mean, there's a couple. <coughs> excuse me. There's a couple of laughs. <coughs> Sorry, and it looks great. You know, it looks really good. <coughs> CG's good. Production value, awesome. Yeah. But it's really violent. Um, like the amount of times someone gets electrocuted is staggering. Um, and. I, I, it, it, the Peter Rabbit's a prick. He's a fucking bell end, and by the end, he's still a bell end. So then, yeah, it's it, it's not one that's made me go ah fuck it, I'll give it a go. And, it and, it, go. and it's made a fucking fortune as well. It's done really well in the yeah. US. It's doing really well over here, and he's a prick. Like they, there you go. So that Peter Rabbit, I rooted for the fucking farmer, the bad guy. Fucking, and it, you know what? Donald Gleeson becomes mates with Peter Rabbit in the end, and it was like, fuck, fucking dickhead. You don't deserve your toy shop. <laughs> like, uh, like, seriously, like, it is annoying. I, I Straight up, it is annoying when you have to take your kid to the toilet like three or four times during a film, but I just didn't care. <laughs> it was like if it was like during Coco or something I'd be like right fuck what, what are you doing kid like just put an appy on just, no, I wouldn't do that but like it it, it just it'd hurt you yeah the fucking yeah anyway Peter Rabbit right how you doing Nate it's Ranger Lambert are you having a laugh well this is a military base you remember how that works Ranger Pentecost and you must be a Mar 
Yes, sir. Ranger, sir. Well, let's get you squared away. Oh, and uh, try not to steal anything while you're here. Did that haircut just call you Pentecost? As in badass stacker Pentecost? Pilot of Coyote Tango, hero of basically the whole world? It's just a name. Yeah, a really cool name. Pacific Rim Uprising is directed by Stephen Estenite and stars John Boyega, Scott Eastwood, Rinko Kikuchi, Charlie Day, Bern Gorman, and others. Uh, so, set ten years after the first film, John Boyega is uh, Little Baby Pentecost. I can't remember his first name. Um, Jake. It's Jake. Jake. It's totally Jake. Um, and, uh, yeah, he uh, is a bit of a wrong uh, yeah. but... One uh, being threatened with jail time, uh, he is saved by his uh, kind of adopted sister, played by Rinko Kikuchi, uh, Mako, uh, or Mako, I believe they say. Uh, anyway, uh, to uh, basically teach a young, uh, a bunch of young cadets to be Jaeger pilots, and uh, wouldn't you know it, just happens in time when there's a new threat coming from somewhere. It's weird though because the the rift the the rift does not seem to have cracked or anything. What exactly is going on? Hmm. Mark, what do you think of Pacific Rim Uprising? Cannot work out what the fuck people's problem is with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like genuinely can't even can't even look at it in any way and go, well, it's a bit this or it's a bit that, you know, anything like that. It's. I love the fact that it's set in daylight. It's a nice juxtaposition to um, Pacific Rim. Needed more I, neon. Needed more neon and rain. I'm sorry. Even if it was daytime <laughs> neon for some reason and rain. I just wanted I, neon and rain. Sorry. I, I like the fact that essentially it's going for a bit of a Pacific Rim Junior's um, aesthetic That's on it. I, I quite like that element of it. Um, I, it, it it's, I, I actually think you could say that... Pacific Rim is more hokey than Pacific Rim Uprising. Um, interesting. I think I think it is. I don't. I love Pacific Rim, but I think that that Guillermo del Toro gets away with a certain amount of hokiness because of the way that he does it. He, he does it in a very nice and stylized way. But I do think that it's a little bit more hokey than this. This is more. I don't know. It just it, it feels there's a different feel to it. Um, John Boyega, who I was really worried about because I, I, I personally think he's crap in the Star Wars movies, um, and he was like a charisma vortex in fucking um, sorry, charisma, yeah, in um, the circle where every time he was on screen, I was going. I, I can't understand what he's saying. He's boring me so much. But then again, that's that's more the film's problem. He was the in least this, of the circle's problems. In this, he's charismatic as fuck. Yeah, he's fucking amazing in this. He's brilliant in this. Like, genuinely charismatic, funny. Um, it's very much his movie, but he's not wandering around, pushing people around, going, fuck it, fuck off, I'm the guy from Star Wars, I'm here. He lets everybody else have their space to do stuff. He manages to give Scott Eastwood 
personality. Yeah, they 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 vibe off each other pretty they fucking do. well in this. Really well, and the fact is, the movie actually calls out Scott Eastwood in his first scene when the girl goes, "What did that haircut just say to you?" Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it, it it's a good story. It fucking looks great. The performances in it are cracking. When Scott Eastwood is good in something, you know that you're onto something. It it zips along at a really nice pace. Uh, I, I, I think I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. Same. Um, it's my surprise of the year so far. I've, yeah, absolutely. I've not been into the marketing at all, as has been well documented. Fully... I, I went I went in last Friday night basically thinking, right, okay, I can actually do with some monster robot smashy smashy, but I was still fully expecting it to be shit. And I had a really good time with it. Like the Charlie Day twist is mm. a genuine legit fucking twist. Yeah, I, I when when he's when he's an all spurs all the time, guys, when he's in the room with Bern Gorman and he goes like that and he goes the planet you go Oh shit! That makes so much sense now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> do not see it coming. Because that's the thing. You got that earlier scene where yeah. it's like he's with his girlfriend, yeah. and it's like, right, that's fucking weird. Yeah, but then, but then, and, and then the you... fact is that he, he said earlier to, to what is it? He, he's trying to get Burn Gorman to come and meet his girlfriend. He's like, you still haven't met Alice. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it you know, it's like you do just kind of think. Right, he's just he's a you, bit he's a bit fucked that one, but you yeah, don't you know think so much, he's the bad guy. Despite yeah, you know that, what's wrong when he gets back to the apartment, you know something's wrong. And you're thinking, yeah, all right, what is it? And you're thinking, is she a robot? Yeah, yeah. Is she a hologram? Oh shit, she's a kaiju brain. Wow, yeah. did not expect that. <laughs> but that's the thing. But you still don't think, right? He's going to be a bad guy. Yeah, it's really weird. Like, and you know. You, you, you think it's her. Yeah. You think it's her because she looks like a fucking villain. <laughs> Straight up. You know, and then by the end, she's fucking there, all, like, with the good guys, like, running around in that fucking big vir- virtual ball thing. Yeah. And just, yeah, having a great time. I mean, the, the action is fun. It's pacey as all hell. Um... The, the idea of bringing the fight to them next time... Yep. Which, to be fair, Independence Day 2 also ended on pretty much the same thing, and we're not getting a third one of those. Shit, man, I would watch a third one of these, no problem. Absolutely, with, 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 with this same cast, cast. Same cast, same cast. Same cast, add no. a couple of people into it. Yep, I'd be well up for watching it, probably. It, well, no, we say it probably won't happen, but this film hasn't opened in... Asia, well, which is where Pacific Rim opened. Well, no, uh, it made all its money. It's opened in China, and it because it's it's done 150 million worldwide this past weekend, which is not too shabby. But and is, it, is that including China? Yeah, I believe so. But that's oh yeah, like basically, it's on. We've made our budget back now. Like in terms of production budget, now we've got to make back the prints and advertising and get in the in the black a little bit. Ah, right. So, yeah. you know, can it get there is the question. And obviously... That's got it. Ready it's got to make one. 350, 400 million on it to, 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 to break even. I, I think if it does 
if it does three fifty, I think they they go for a trilogy ender. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, and it could do that. Maybe it's going to be a push. There's 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 competition. I mean, like I think Ready Player One is going to be a bit of a sleeper over the next few weeks. Um, mm. Like, oh, obviously, I, I'm assuming you'll see that the next week or so. So we'll, we'll, yeah. get, we'll get your thoughts. But yeah, um, but no, yeah, it just it it's a big silly fun thing. It is. Yeah, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'll I'll happily rewatch it. I'd happily watch another one. Uh, I was very pleasantly surprised. I, I say I was very pleasantly surprised about how fucking good John Boyega is. I still haven't seen Detroit. I need to see that because um, apparently he's, he's 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 fantastic in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's not. It, it, I what I was surprised that because um, yourself liked it and Mike went to see it and Mike uh, options with punter went to see it and he said that he'd really liked it. I, I went there and sat down and thought, right, so this is going to be a bit of a geostorm shit, but entertaining and good. And it isn't. It's just genuinely De- definitely not a shit. good movie. Yeah, yeah, for it, sure. It, it's, a, it's a good movie. And it, when it first started out Bex and said, what did you think? She went, I loved that. I thought it was really good. I like, I, I'm, I'm the same. I really enjoyed it. Yep. And then it, I said, said to her, as we're on our way to watching uh, Unsane, I said, I, said, I just... I can't, I can't get what people's problem would, would be with it. The story makes sense. It's a good story. Um, the acting's all fine. It looks really nice. It doesn't look like the, you know, lesser brother of a, a, a bigger movie. Uh, yeah, it, it doesn't have the del Toro-ness of it, so that there is that to take from it. But still... Like, I'm seeing, like, three out of fucking ten reviews and two-star reviews. It's just like, do you know what? No. Yeah, you need get, to watch get some, of yourselves. You need to watch some genuinely shit movies if you think this is a shit movie. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I, I was I was really shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah. I'd be very, very surprised if, if this isn't within my top, isn't in my top um, surprises of the year. Yeah, I'd be stunned if it's not number one for me, to be honest. I, yeah. re- I really did not rate its chances at all going in. So, yeah, yeah, fair play. And it fucking zips by. Yeah, it does. Really does. Well, how'd the poll turn out? Oh, um, definitely not shit, 11%. Okay. Touching cloth, 11%. Right. Shit, 67%. Oh, wow. And Geostorm, 11%. How many votes? Uh, 14. Oh, wow. Okay. It's interesting. Kind of surprised by that. I am, actually, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, okay, so we've got no emails. Have we got any Twitter questions? We don't. We do actually, I think, have one from last week, though. Oh, okay. That we that we didn't get to. Uh, let me have a double check. Uh Let's have a look. Ah, yes, we do. Uh, what's the one item of a cooked breakfast you don't mind being uh, missing? Egg. You're not a fan of egg? Fucking hate egg. Is that in general, because I, I, I don't like... Um, I have to have my eggs so they're solid. I can't have a runny egg. It generally makes me feel sick just thinking yeah, about it. Fucking no, So if egg. I get eggs, I have to say to them, do them as solid as humanly possible. 
Egg in any form, by itself, nah. Um, mushrooms. I like mushrooms, I just don't eat them on breakfast. Okay, fair enough. Mm. Uh, but that would be it. Or fried, fried bread, don't like fried bread. Oh, really? Okay. Toast is fine, yeah, I don't oh, like yeah. fried bread. Oh, that's it's true. Too, it's too heavy. Okay, okay. Um, right, so that's that then. Um, it's an interesting question. Okay, um, so yeah, uh, next week uh, we're doing Playing It Forward with Noel. We're going to be covering Miss March, Platoon, and King Arthur, Legend of the Sword. There's a fucking triple bill. Um, yes. Uh, we'll also uh, record episode 250, uh, where we'll be covering Isle of Dogs. Um, yeah. And I don't know, maybe some other stuff. We'll see what we get to. Uh, Mark's and Goey, I'm going to go not eat. And uh, thank you very much for listening, folks. Thank you for listening, guys. Speak to you soon. Bye-bye. You talk like Marlena Dietrich And you dance like Zizi Jarmer Your clothes are all made by Balmer And there's diamonds and pearls in your hair Yes, there are You live in a fancy apartment Off the boulevard Saint-Michel Where you keep your Rolling Stones records And a friend of Sasha Distel, yes you do But where do you go to, my lovely When you're alone in your bed Tell me the thoughts that surround you I want to look inside your head, yes I do I've seen all your qualifications You got from the Sorbonne And the painting you stole from Picasso Your loveliness goes on and on, yes it does When you go on your summer vacation You go to Jouin Lapin With your carefully designed topless swimsuit you get an even suntan on your back and on your legs And when the snow falls you're found in Samaritz With the others of the jet set And you sip your Napoleon brandy But you never get your lips wet, no you don't But where do you go to my lovely when you're alone in your bed Won't you tell me the thoughts that surround you I want to look inside your head, yes I do Your name, it is heard in high places You know the Aga Khan He sent you a racehorse for Christmas And you keep it just for fun for a laugh <laughs> They say that when you get married It'll be to a millionaire But they don't realize where you came from And I wonder if they really care or give a damn Where do you go to, my lovely When you're alone in your bed Tell me the thoughts that surround you 
I want to look inside your head, yes I do I remember the back streets of Naples Two children begging in the rags Both touched with a burning ambition To shake off their lowly bone takes And they try Look into my face, Mary Claire And remember just who you are Then go and forget me forever But I know you still bear the score deep inside Yes, you do I know where you go to, my lovely When you're alone in your bed I know the thoughts that surround you Cause I can look inside your head 